Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this episode of Freedom Fridays, we are going to tackle a passage in the Bible that many people believe is a very difficult passage. And I can understand why, because it can be very confusing. And uh, we're going to take a look at that passage now. And uh, it is in Matthew chapter 24. And by interpreting this passage in various ways, people have come up with different ideas. Some people use this passage to support the idea that the church or the believers in Jesus Christ are going to go through um, at least part of the tribulation time frame before, their, before the rapture comes or before Christ takes us home. Um, or that we're going to go through all of it, or that there's an amillennial uh, aspect to the end times. Uh, and we've already talked a little bit about an overview of end times. However, we're going to take a look at Matthew 24 because I think this is under helpful for us to understand what's leading up to the end times. Now, before we dig into Matthew 24, I want to say that Matthew 24, just like any area of the Bible, does not stand alone. If you want to understand Matthew 24, you must know other scriptures in the Bible. Um, and when we look at Matthew 24, Matthew uh, wrote primarily to the Jewish audience, and so we need to think of a Jewish mindset, although this same instance is also recorded in Mark, uh, Mark, four, Mark 13, excuse me, and it's also recorded in Luke 21 uh, with a few variations because you've got a few different perspectives and, and different people hear different parts of the conversation, as is the case with many of the things in the Synoptic Gospels, which is Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Um, so you have this in, in three of the Gospels, which agree very closely as to the order of things, just some are, have more detail than the others. Um, we're going to focus primarily on Matthew, but you need to understand Daniel in order to understand Matthew 24 um, or Mark 13 or Luke 21, um, specifically because they reference an event that is referenced for the very first time in scriptures in Daniel. And that reference in that that event in Daniel is is called the abomination that causes desolation, and uh, I, that is um, referenced first of all in Daniel, and then again in Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, and Luke twenty one. But um, we're not even going to focus today uh, as much on timing and time frames and such, because I think as we look through, if you just read through Matthew 24 and look at what Jesus is trying to tell them and interpret this as we would interpret any other passage of the Bible, literally, 
I think you'll find that Jesus is not trying to set forth to them um, when the end times are going to happen, certain signs and and such of what the end is. Uh, Let's take a look at Matthew 24. And Jesus here at the very beginning left the temple and was going away when his disciples came to point out to him the buildings of the temple. But he answered them, You see all these, do you not? Truly I say to you, there will not be left here one stone upon another that will not be thrown down. And Jesus' point here isn't to set up an eschatological timing. His point here is, you think these, these things are so amazing? This is all going to go away. This is all temporary. This, this won't even last. In fact, at that point, it wouldn't even last another 40 years because the temple was thrown down historically in 70 AD when the Romans marched in and destroyed the temple and burned it. And uh, this was toward the end of Jesus' ministry, so we're probably talking somewhere around uh, 33 years of age. Um, So somewhere around 40 years, and that's going to be gone. And uh, verse 3, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age. So this is the question. Tell us when, what's the sign of your coming and the end of the age? Now that's very telling. If you just take a look at what they asked, that says that their viewpoint was that the end of the age and Jesus' return was going to be at the same time as the destruction of the temple. This would seem to indicate that they thought when he said one stone wouldn't be left on another on the temple, that they thought he would be the one or that the father would be the one to destroy the temple because of uh, hypocrisy, because of uh, people who have left the the true scriptures and, and instead looked for their own gain, like we saw in the Pharisees and the Sadducees throughout the Gospels. Or when Jesus came in and turned over the tables because people were deciding to use the temple for greed instead of a house of prayer and a house to commune with God. Um, and so they're probably pulling all of that together and saying, okay, Jesus is going to come back, and he's going to destroy this temple. Except that's not what he's saying. In fact, we know that to be true, because history tells us already. Um, And so he gives them some of these things. He answered them in verse 4, See that no one leads you astray. So this is what he's trying to get to here in this passage. Don't be led astray. For many will come in my name. So there's going to be other Christs, other antichrists that will come. Verse 6, you will see uh, here of wars and rumors of wars. Don't be alarmed about that, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. He's saying, don't be looking for the end. Don't be looking for these signs. You want to see a sign of a Christ? Well, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to claim that they are me. 
And you want to see a sign of wars? Well, there's going to be a lot of wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. But don't let that disturb you. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be famines, earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the pains, of the birth pains. These don't signify the end. Now, we still have. We have still not gotten rid of this myth today where people think, oh, wow, there's wars. There's an increase in wars. There's an increase in natural disasters. There's an increase in hurricanes and tsunamis and, and uh, now viruses and such. This must be the end. Jesus says, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There's going to be wars. There will be famines. There will be earthquakes. These are just the beginning. So when you see these things, don't be surprised. Why is it that we think that? Because we think that we've, we've been lulled into this idea that somehow the church is going to flourish under peace and safety and that at the end then things are just going to start going south right before the antichrist sets up and then all everything will just break loose but it's we get this idea that it's all right at the end and he says no those are going to happen verse 9 then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. How? When is this going to happen? Well, it's been happening ever since Jesus said these words. Ever since they left the lips of Jesus, these things have been happening. We've been persecuted for our faith. People have died for their faith. We see martyrs throughout all of the ages. Um... Many will be betray one another, hate one another, fall away from the faith because they don't want to be persecuted. That's happened historically over and over and over again. And that's kind of Jesus' point here. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. We see that all, all the time. There are cults all over. I heard today of, of one in Russia where the guy claims that he's Jesus. But uh, he doesn't have any signs or wonders to back that up. He just has long hair. And um, people are following him. There's about 5,000 people following this, this uh, lunatic. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Because they see... You know, this is the number one thing that we find people saying, well, the church is full of hypocrisy. The church doesn't follow their own rules or there's so many bad things in the world. I can't believe in God. You know, they're just looking for excuses to fall away. And Jesus himself predicted this in the parable of the, the soils and the seed and, and he said, you know, there are those who grow up and they, they, they grow up quickly. And then when the sun comes out, they're scorched because they have no root. There are also those that fall among the, the rocks and, and they start to grow up. But, you know, the cares of this life and, and tribulation and persecution choke them out. And so you've got it predicted right from the very beginning 
that there's going to be hard times. We are not predicted good times until the, the rapture comes. Um, even movies that are well-meaning and for the most part very biblical, like the uh, um, Left Behind series movies, give us a false impression that somehow things are going along with just with peace and safety and such, and then all of a sudden, bam, the uh, the rapture happens and and all things break loose. Well, I've got news for you. Things are going to break loose before the rapture. That's not the sign of when things break loose. Things have been breaking loose. The difference is now and between when Jesus said this and now and even before then and even during Jesus' lifetime on this earth, um, those persecutions, although they were ultimately instigated by the evil one and his influence, they're brought upon us by men. And most of the tribulations that we see today are brought upon us by men. Now, when I say men, that's generic for mankind. And, uh, you know, don't get after me because I said men and not women. Um, we can all be adults about that. And so this is all brought upon us by men other than the, um, the natural disasters. And that is brought upon us because we live in a world that is tainted by sin. Jesus, uh, or God predicted that way back in Genesis chapter 3, when the fall of Adam and Eve happened, and they were punished for it, uh, and disciplined for it, God said that things like thorns and natural things that are a problem are going to happen because of sin in the world. And we have an evil one who wants to kill, steal, and destroy. And so he's going to be all about that. And he has some leeway right now. And so we, we see Jesus predicting there's going to be these things. Many false prophets will arise, lead many astray. Um, verse 13, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. You've got to keep your faith in Christ. He says, don't let these things shake you. Don't let these things be the thing that draws you away from God because these things have always happened. They will continue to happen. And this is just the beginning of the birth pains of the earth. If you think back to Noah's day, there was a lot of birth pains going on then too when every thought of the people continually was evil. We're getting closer there, it seems like, but we're still not to where Noah's day was based on the description that we have in the Bible. And this gospel, verse 14, of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. And it doesn't say this is going to come immediately upon the last person hearing the gospel or the last nation hearing the gospel, but that is the only sign, so to speak, that he even gives here, that the gospel will be proclaimed before the end. He gives some signs that are going to happen during the end. Um, and again, we talked about Daniel being the key to 
Matthew 24, Daniel is also the key to Revelation. When you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel standing in the holy place, let then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. And he talks about this desolation and this problem that's going to be that's going to happen and we need to understand that from Daniel if we want to find a time frame but even though you know that he still comes back verse 32 from the fig tree uh, learn its lesson as soon as you see these things you know it's near and then at the very heels of that he says in verse 36, but concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son. Jesus himself doesn't know the day. So, of course, in chapter 24, he's not trying to set up a chronology for us. Because he says right here, I don't even know what's going to happen. I have no idea when it's going to happen. I know what's going to happen, but I don't know when. And so he says for, you know, people are going to keep marrying. They're going to keep eating and drinking. They're going to keep going on. There's going to be persecution. There's going to be wars. There's going to be all this stuff going on and on and on until the end. Now, the one thing that I, that I think we've been led down the primrose path on in some of these movies, like the, uh, the, the uh, Left Behind movies, um, is that somehow it's we're going to have some peace and safety. And even in the United States, as we have enjoyed peace and safety, that's not guaranteed, folks. When we, we look at this passage, it's saying there's going to be tribulation. Even before the tribulation, the formal tribulation. There's going to be tribulation in this world. There's going to be pains in this world. There's going to be heartache in this world. There's going to be um, persecution in this world. There's going to be people who are killed for their faith, and you and I may be one of them. And so we need not think that just because these bad things are happening, that, oops, I missed the rapture, first of all, or that, oops, um, I got my eschatology wrong, and the rapture's not going to happen, and we're going to have to, you know, just live with this in some amillennial dystopia or something of that. Um, no, he's saying, just don't be shaken by this, because these are not signs. These are going to happen. Hard times are going to happen. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD. That wasn't a sign that the end was happening in 75 AD or anything like that. So, I want to encourage you that even though tough times are coming and this year we've seen unprecedented uh, issues in our world, this does not necessarily mean the sign of the end. It could be. But what we need to learn from this is don't let these things shake your faith. Draw close to Jesus and it won't matter when the time is because you will be going with him. Have a great week. And next week, we'll see you again at Freedom Fridays.